Welcome to episode 56 of the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. Today we're talking about holiday hungers in 2020. We're going to talk about what the five holiday hungers are during this time of a pandemic. We're going to talk about the seven emotional triggers and how you can manage them. As always, you come away with doables to experience peace during this unusual holiday time. Let's get started. Welcome to the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. I'm Kim McLaughlin, your host. I am a licensed psychotherapist, coach, speaker, and blogger. I help people when they're feeling overwhelmed and overloaded, and it shows up in overeating. I help people experience peace in their lives and peace with food. Today, I am going to talk about the holiday hungers in 2020. I actually talked about these last year in 2019 on my podcast and I thought I was done. I actually re-listened to it a few days ago and it's really good. There's a lot of really helpful information, but as I listened to it, I really realized that we have to look again at how these holidays are going in this time of a pandemic. It really isn't the same kind of experience that we had last year or any other year and I really wanted to address that by looking at what I call the holiday hungers. I've talked to you before about the holiday trifecta which is the three months between Halloween and New Year's and how there's such a focus on food. We are just getting done with Thanksgiving as I record this and last week I had commented in my podcast about how different this holiday or the Thanksgiving holiday was feeling as well as I had talked before about how different the Halloween time had felt. Well, now we're moving into that December time period where we're in um, the Christmas mode. And I wanna talk some more about what's going on at this time of year and how those holiday hungers could create some difficulties for you. We have a lot of expectations over the holidays. A lot of times there's this expectation of having fun, of being with other people, and of being happy. There's also this expectation that it's there's not going to be negativity or we're not going to feel dad or down or sad or lonely. And that's just not true. I, I was thinking about that song where they said it's the most wonderful time of the year, but it doesn't always feel that way. And I want to honor that this year might be different again, and it might not feel good this year just because of the difference that we're in this pandemic time. When the holidays roll around, there's typically more food around, and I've thought before and talked before about the amount of food that's at offices, and nowadays we're not all working in offices, but I Remember when I worked in an office and in the holiday time, there was always more food. There were vendors that would bring in big old, oh my God, I remember this one time, this big old huge chocolate Santa where we'd go in and smack the chocolate Santa and get little pieces off of it. And for me, it was really tough being in an office experience because there was so much food around and I really had a hard time not thinking about it. And I really had a hard time not eating it. 
So for me, um, when I left that office kind of place, it, it has been a little easier for me because I don't have that kind of food all over the place, which makes me want to eat all of the time. But now when I'm working from home, it's actually, for me, it's actually easier. I, I don't have a problem with food at home. I And we have plenty of food that are foods that are sweet or salty or, or crunchy or whatever you might think that you don't want to be around. I have those foods, but I, um, I notice with my, um, clients that I talk to, there's, there can be even more of a trigger from working from home because what my clients tell me is that there's so much food around that it makes it hard to not overeat. They find it hard to not eat as intuitively during the daytime while they're working and kind of do a lot of snacking. And so it's something for you to consider that what's going on for you around this holiday time and noticing what's different for you um, depending on where you're working or what's going on with school with the kids. It's also different around all of the the kids, whether they're home or not, um, ours is home more often because school is a lot shorter. So there's a lot more pressure for the day. And I think food plays a lot of parts in, in how we sometimes manage our day and manage our stress. I talk about food and the holidays every year because what I have experienced in the past and what I experienced with my clients is that food is tough over the holiday time. And I've thought about why is it so tough? And what I think happens is that we actually can engage in that diet cycle, that diet mindset over the rest of the year. And we really just let it go um, or kind of do that binging over the holidays. So let me let me tell you what what I mean by all of that is that really over the holidays, there are these special foods that we tend to not allow ourselves or don't have around during the rest of the year. And so you can consider that rest of the year being that time where we're kind of dieting or not engaging or, or not um, having those special foods. And so we're kind of feeling like we're restricting. Then when those foods become available, like certain foods at Halloween, certain foods at Thanksgiving, certain foods at Christmas, then we we tend to binge them because we're only going to get them for this little bit of time. So we binge on them. We then feel guilty because we binged. And then come January time, we restrict because we don't know what else to do when we've binged. This cycle happens year after year after year. And we kind of just get used to it and don't acknowledge it for what it is. Hi, everyone. This is Kim, and my book is out. Feed Your Soul, Nourish Your Life, A Six-Step System to Peace with Food is live. I recommend you get it. It has all my six components of feeding your soul, as well as my own story. Pick it up now. You can find it on my website at feedyoursoulunlimited.com. Thanks. I think of holiday and the hungers as being these this way of start imagining how you notice the types of hunger that you're experiencing. And normally I talk about four types of hunger that lead you to eat. And this year I actually had this kind of epiphany about there was this other kind of hunger that I haven't been talking about that we're going to talk about today. So the four hungers, which 
I, I've talked about before, and I, I have a link in the show notes to the other time I've talked about holiday hungers because it has some some information that's more in depth about it. But the four hungers are head hunger, which is that um, thinking about food, thinking about what you want, thinking about what you're going to eat. There's then mouth hunger, which is that sensation of kind of your mouth kind of watering, and you really want the taste of something. I get, I often get mouth hunger, um, like when I'm at the mall and the smells of certain foods that are in the air that they kind of put in the air so that you want to buy that food. And it then instantly makes my mouth water. And I start going, "Mm, I'm having a taste for this certain type of food. My mouth is watering for that certain type of food. And that's mouth hunger. There's also heart hunger, which is the, the, the feelings that lead us to want to overeat. Sadness, loneliness, boredom, all those anger, even excitement can lead to heart hunger. And so we're eating because of these feelings rather than true physical hunger. The fourth kind of hunger that I talk about a lot is, is really what I think of as true hunger, and that is physical hunger. That is the hunger that is really about coming from your body. That's what I think of as stomach hunger or tummy hunger, where your hunger, where your your stomach actually says, I'm physically hungry. So that is where we actually want to come from when we're thinking about eating is, is my tummy hungry? Is my stomach hungry? Is my body hungry? And it can show up in your stomach growling. It can show up in your hands feeling shaky. But there's some kind of physical um, determination that I need to eat. That's the hunger that we want to look to more and more when we are in intuitive eating because we want to start noticing intuitively, how is my body and does my body need this food as that fuel to do the things that I need to do too? When we have issues with food over time, it ends up where we're having a disconnect from that true stomach hunger, that true tummy hunger, and we then start um, allowing the head hunger, the heart hunger, the mouth hunger to lead us to eat and not noticing or paying attention to the fact that, is my body really hungry? When I talk to people about how to start noticing how to start noticing whether they're hungry or not. I ask them to look inside and look into their body and see what's your body telling you. When we have these issues with food over time, we can tend to, like I said, not listen to our body signals, but also when we've been on diets for a long period of time, the diet then leads us to look to the diet to tell us how am I supposed to eat? How much am I supposed to eat? What kind of food am I supposed to eat? What time of day am I supposed to eat? And that drives hunger or that drives whether you eat or not. And that's not connected to physical hunger. I um, tell the story often about when I was um, attending a group diet plan, a group diet program, and Somebody said, well, what happens if um, we're done for the points for the day and it's like seven o'clock, we're done for the points for the day and we're still hungry. And the leader said, go to bed. And I thought, that's ridiculous. If I'm physically hungry, I should be eating food. And 
not going to bed because I'm hungry. I want to avoid eating. That sets us into that um, diet mentality and not not looking at what our body really needs. When I was writing about those four hungers, I noticed that I had left out something. And I noticed that there is really this fifth hunger. And that is a spiritual hunger. And it's that hunger for something bigger than ourselves, bigger than what we are or who we are, and that bigger sense of meaning. And I think it's a very kind of esoteric way of of kind of imagining that we're we're eating for things about not understanding ourselves or not understanding our lives. And I just want you to notice that when you're having that spiritual hunger, and I think it came up for me in that I noticed it more over this um, Christmas time that there can be this hunger for something greater than ourselves. And what I also notice is that um, a lot of people are challenged in terms of celebrating their religion, celebrating their spirituality, or joining together in groups to celebrate that. And I just want to honor that, that there is this yearning for that higher um, that higher knowledge and being more in touch with that. And so you might be experiencing spiritual hunger at this point in time. And be sure to notice that. And we'll talk later about what you can do with that kind of hunger, but to start noticing, am I having that spiritual hunger? Once you can identify those hungers, then you can decide what or if you want to eat. It moves you out of this sense of powerlessness around food and into a feeling of empowerment of knowing what do I need? Because we want to go from this place of that physical stomach hunger in order to guide us to what kind of foods we need. With these hungers, I think the hunger that shows up a lot right now is the heart hunger. And I have noticed to people that I've been talking to is that emotional eating has been showing up a lot during the the coronavirus pandemic. And I've been talking about this since back in March when we first um, had lockdowns and kind of have been challenged to go out and see people, the emotional triggers have come up a lot over this time period due to things like just living in this time of the coronavirus pandemic. Um, Literally everybody I talk to um, in my counseling, I talk about whether the pandemic has been causing more irritability with them or more sadness with them or more loneliness or boredom with them or anxiety. So just by the fact that we're living through this pandemic time period, emotions are showing up a lot more. And I encourage you to notice it and honor if that's happening for you. Another emotional trigger that I've noticed is people not being able to see their family. We've had our first big um, holiday pass and that was Thanksgiving and I know there's been a lot of people that I talked to have felt really sad because they have not been able to see their family they've um, not gone distances to see them or even if somebody lives around the corner they're not seeing them or I, I heard some people were talking about you know we ate outside or we had masks on and so it's really not seeing your family in the way that you would normally see them There's a lot of feelings of stress and loneliness and isolation that partly becomes um, part of not seeing your family or just 
oh, for various amount of reasons, um, those feelings are showing up. There's also the feelings of boredom because um, there's nothing open. Uh, we had my daughter went to stay over at her friend's house and her mom, the parent asked, like, what are my, my husband and I going to do is like uh, stay home just like we always are because there's there isn't a movie theater go to. There's um, less restaurants open. There's no um, there's no events. There's no kind of holiday events going on. And so boredom it can really show up and it's real because life is different now than how it used to be. There's also emotional triggers that show up about feeling that we have to give up our own needs to meet other people's needs in terms of taking care of others or being emotionally available to them. And this shows up a lot at holidays every year about giving up your own sense of self, your own needs for others. There's this year, they're showing up this fear of getting sick or fear of others getting sick. And that's been an emotional trigger of anxiety of wondering, um, am I sick? You know, anytime you have a cough or you have um, a headache or something's going on, like, uh oh, am I sick? Do I have the virus? And that has been affecting a lot of people. So that's showing up different this year. And I want to honor that for you, that that might be showing up for you. Another big one that's showing up this year is lots of people are unemployed or underemployed. And they're concerned about whether they'll get another job, whether there's going to be an increase in their industry. And that is real. And I don't want to discount that for anybody because we are definitely in a time of crisis around employment. Lastly, I was thinking about another emotional trigger that's going on is the fear of not having enough money to buy presents. People are really used to buying presents or really used to giving at this time of year. And some of us are really challenged to have enough money, either being unemployed or underemployed or being unemployed for a lot of this pandemic and maybe being back at work, but not having enough money can make it really hard to think, well, I can really um, spend money or feeling sad that you can't see people and wanting to buy them something to uh, make up for not seeing them. It's just not the same thing. And money can get to be this interesting object that um, can lead to a lot of fears. When we have a history of using food to satisfy our feelings, any of those things that I was just talking about might bring up you wanting to eat more or you might notice that you're eating more. And I want to encourage you that if you notice that you're eating more, wonder if any of those feelings are showing up for you and find a way or look for some way to deal with those feelings or acknowledge those feelings because that will help lessen the overeating. What you can do is is talk to yourself about it. Literally, this is what I do. And I, I'll ask myself, okay, Kim, what's going on? What is the feeling that I have? And what would I like to do about it? And it moves me into a place of feeling empowered because then I can deal with it. So what's going on? How am I feeling? And what do I need to do about it are are a, a three-step questions that really can help you move out of those feelings or um, honor those feelings and, and have them move out in a way that works for you.
So when we talk about all these things, I don't want to leave you hanging about what you can do because as you start to notice what is going on with these feelings, I want you to consider how you can lessen those holiday hungers. What can you do? And I'm going to go through a list of things that are actually the things that I've been doing. As I look through this list, I'm thinking these are the things actually that I'm doing myself. So let me tell you, one of the things that um, I'm doing to lessen my holiday hunger is to be physically active. I have been finding that this pandemic time has been exceptionally hard on my body because I've been sitting more. I've been in the house more. I've not been out and about more. And I made a commitment to myself that I would put my physical activity to the top of the list and make it a must do. So five days a week, I'm going to the gym because thank goodness my gym is open. We do social distancing and we're often outside. We use a lot of um, sanitizer and clean things up. So we're, we're keeping you know proper sanitation while we do that and keeping proper distance. But being physically active for me has been a huge win in terms of helping my body feel better and helping me feel more connected. Remember when we talked about the stomach hunger, uh, tummy hunger, we talked about how you get back in touch with your body. Well, one of the things physical activity does is it brings you right in contact with your body. I have to move my arms this way. Oh, those muscles feel tight. Oh my gosh, I um, I need to move more or I, I need to stretch more. And so it it... It also actually, the last one for me is like, damn, I feel good that I just use my body in the way and I feel more strong and powerful. Those are the things for me that physical activity helps. Another thing to do to lessen the holiday hungers is to put some fun things on the calendar. Truthfully, I usually have a list of a lot of holiday gatherings and events that we go to and I like to make a list and we choose you know, our family chooses what we're going to do so that we make sure it's on the calendar so that it gets done. This year, those events are canceled and we can't go do those those things that we normally do. So I am considering how do we do some things that are more meaningful. Um, we've been taking walks and it's been so sweet. Before Thanksgiving, there were uh, Christmas lights were up and Christmas trees were up and that was so enlivening to see that on um, outside as we're walking and the amount of lights are extraordinary and so I think we're going to spend more time going around taking walks taking drives to see all of the lights and so that will be something in our calendar. Often I write um, in my journal at this time of year that I just want some downtime. And it's interesting to me with my calendar and what I thought of to do for myself is that actually this pandemic is giving me some downtime. I like to do more reflection at this time of year. As the year ends, I like to reflect on what the year was like. And I like to project or, or look into what I'm looking forward to for the next year. And sometimes I that doesn't happen until well into January that I have time available to do that. Now that we have things shut down, I have more time. And so I'm putting on my calendar time to take advantage of this downtime and do more journaling or do more private reflection on um, on 
my life and what's going on. And I'm actually looking really forward to that because often at this time, or generally, most of most every year, I don't have the time to really sit and contemplate like I'd like to. So I'm looking forward to that this year, and that's on my calendar. The third thing that you can do for the holiday hungers is get a routine together. We need routines, you guys, even during the time of a pandemic. Go to bed on time, wake up on time, eat your regular foods, go to do your regular schedule. The routine helps you feel connected to um, your body and kind of the, the flow of your life. And so I strongly recommend that you get a routine going and stick to it. It can be a time of us not keeping to our routine because who cares? Who cares if I sleep in? Who cares if I stay up late? Well, your body does. And um, emotionally, it helps you regulate yourself by having that routine. Lastly, in order to help with the holiday hungers is set a budget, stick to it, be realistic about what you can and cannot afford, really spend the amount of money that you plan to spend and and really consider whether you want to go into debt. Do you want to have a credit card bill in January that you have a hard time paying off? I encourage this. I think that this is one of the times where we really have to look at what um, what we can realistically do and that it's, I, I wrote this down, it said, my presence is my present. My presence is my present. And so being fully conscious and focusing on your time with people can be more valuable than anything else. And that could mean the time you spend writing a Christmas card or you write a letter to someone or you're on a Zoom call with them or on a phone call, or you're on a distanced walk, that the time you spend in connection is much more important than anything you could buy for anybody. I encourage you to try some of these actions and get doables together. I always encourage you to do something that is um, in movement towards your health and your wellness. And this is the time that I really recommend that because we can get complacent. The pandemic has gone on for a long time and it's going to continue for a while more. So focus on you and focus on rights, what, what is right for you. Thank you for being part of this podcast. I love talking with you. I love sharing these ideas with you. Please do me a favor and tell a friend about this podcast. I would love to have more people listen and feel inspired. Thank you for joining this week, and I look forward to bringing you more information next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. We come to you every Monday with fresh new ideas to help you end emotional eating and put food in its proper place as nourishment. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and review it and let us know what you think. Thank you for joining us.